Welcome to the Bounty Zero X podcast. I'm your host, Angelo Adam, founder and CEO of Bounty Zero X. Bounty Zero X is a decentralized bounty hunting network powered by the BNTY token. Today is March 22nd, 2018, and on the show today we have James Dean. Uh, James, uh, welcome to the show, to the Bounty Zero X podcast. Thank you. It's my pleasure. So we're excited to have you on today. Um, for our listeners out there, uh, James has a YouTube channel. And uh, what's the YouTube channel, James? It's James Dean uh, Crypto. Would probably be the best way to find me, or James Dean Cryptocurrency. Great. And uh, yeah, so we're happy to have you on the show and uh, discuss the cryptocurrency markets in general. And uh, we're also excited because you're the first guest we're having on the show who is not uh, running his own project and here to talk about the project, but someone else who has actually a YouTube channel and uh, talks about other projects. So it's going to be a different format. And we're excited to uh, try it out. Absolutely. Um, any questions off the bat? Uh, so when did you get started with uh, YouTubing? How long ago? Well, um, I ran a more successful YouTube channel about, say, three years ago. Um, it was completely unrelated to cryptocurrency. It was a gaming channel, but through that channel, I learned how to, you know, run a channel. Yeah, yeah. And then um, about a few months, no, a few months ago, I started this this channel for crypto. I've been in crypto about, say, a year now, and I was like, and I just wanted to spread the knowledge I had and also get an opportunity to learn with the community so decided to do that in a youtube video format nice and what do you think about the community so far since you've been doing it um well mike i like my community i think yeah there's a lot of curiosity in the community i also think there's a lot of um you know there's a lot of dogmatism in the community of course you know a lot of sensationalism um we're all you know everyone in here we're in this big new thing that you know it's a uh, a big new world, like the the new gold rush, and so everyone's uh, um, hopping onto their project, and so it's a lot. Of, it's very hard to discern what's you know good information, bad information out there, and so I'm trying to you know join a community and help us find ways to discern that. Yeah, what are some good ways to do that for people listening out there um, who want to you know participate in a project or learn about it and they don't know what is trusted information and what's not. Well, yeah, and that's that's actually the real big challenge. You are, there's this thing where you always want to do your own due diligence when you're researching a coin. Um, usually, the the resources that I use, I usually review articles. Um, I usually, if I'm looking into something in particular, like a certain coin or a project, I of course use the um, go to the website. I make sure I read through the entire white paper, get a sense of it. Uh, you, there's a lot of research when it comes to investing in cryptocurrency, just like there is in any regular cryptocurrency. So uh, maybe try a Reddit. Some Reddit articles can, or some Reddit subreddits can put you in the right direction. Maybe see what out there in terms of YouTube channels as well. Maybe they can turn you in the right direction if you're looking at a particular project. Mm-hmm. And what particular, what in specifically are you looking for when you're reading about the white paper and reading about the project, and what stands out to you as a good sign or a bad sign? Well, to, to summarize, I have a you know I have a, a whole Google document um, that I share with people where I have, give my criteria for investing. That I'm, uh, I'm fleshing out and I'm updating constantly. I say the the few things that I look for that are most important when I look to 
you know, find the coin that's going to do the best in the long run or the safe investment, you know, by my opinion, of course, I'm not a financial advisor. Um, the team is very important. I want to believe that the team is going to deliver on the roadmap, that they're going to be able to adapt to different uh, changes and flows and ebb and flow of all businesses uh, of their business. Because as we all know, most businesses fail. Most startups fail. So I want to see I want to believe in the team that they're going to be able to accomplish what they need to accomplish. Um, the next thing I would say is I want to see that the team and the project understands the value of what they're bringing to the table, that blockchain is a solution to a problem. I want to see that they're giving me the the, scale, the problem, the scale of the problem, and then presenting their solution as a viable, uh, you know, as a viable, uh, viable means to curing that problem. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So um, what are some things that you see uh, that, in various projects where uh, you're reading about them, they, they sound good, but um, you know, what other uh, factors are involved frequently, which, you know, let's say someone's out there who's thinking about starting a project in the blockchain space and mm-hmm. um, they have an idea and they want to, you know, um, start a company or, uh, you know, start have a token and mm-hmm. uh, have a business model behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get a team together. They put together a white paper. Um, they set up a you know company, and uh, and they start to talk about their business model and hold a, a token sale. Or you know, not all do. Some people don't need a token sale, and said they just uh, start running their business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you think, from your point of view, are frequent ways where um, projects? Um, what could they do better in, in terms of that process? Um, that's a really great question. I think there there should be a little bit more focus on the team that a company hires, um, and there should be when I look when I look at a website, look at your product, and look at your value pitch. I should get the sense that you understand that most projects fail, that most businesses fail, that most cryptocurrencies are going to fail, and that you need to provide excellence, especially in the team. When it comes to the team, specific things that I look for, I look for like a blockchain expert. Can you get someone on your team who has done this before? Right. I look for, you know, coding experts. I look for someone who has ran a business before, you know, hopefully a successful business or ran a, you know, ran a department for a successful business. I want to see that you have all the building blocks of that. I want to see that you know how to present your project and the value of your project easily and quickly for a five-year-old to understand. I want to see that you know how to bring the value of your product to the forefront of your presentation. Um, So I guess uh, one example, I haven't finished this review, but um, Wabi is a good coin uh, that knows how to market themselves, knows how to bring their value to the forefront. As soon as you get to the uh, the website, they tell you about the history of the problem. You know, they give you stats, they give you articles, give you figures, they put a face on it, they put their team in, in, out in the forefront. And then once they give you the problem, the size of the problem, they bring the solution. So people that, first of all, know their value and then are know how to present to me that value, showing me that they know uh, what's viable? That's that's something I I think is really missing in the crypto sphere. Yeah, it is, and uh, I think that uh, that's critically important because um, without that, then you're missing uh, you know an important component of uh, the product, and sometimes it's hard to tell whether you know those things are in place or not, and mm-hmm. uh, the team. Uh, 
you know, can sometimes do well with that and sometimes can do less well. Um, but everyone who is thinking about participating in an ICO or, you know, participating in a project in various capacities uh, should know when they go into it that that is an important criteria that they should uh, look out for because uh, that is probably a good indicator uh, about whether or not the project will be successful in the long term uh, mm-hmm. or not. Um, you know, there are a lot of projects and, and businesses that um, are, uh, you know, newcomers to the space and uh, maybe they have a good idea, but they just can't execute it. And, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, uh, con- on the other side, they could have a, a great team, but, you know, the, the business model isn't viable or they don't have a way to monetize uh, their their product. So mm-hmm. you really need to have both of those uh, to do well and to succeed. Yeah, 100% agree. I think I think what's missing in a lot of uh, in the crystal sphere is that cryptocurrencies, when you have these products, they are a business. And so they really need to have the same business fundamentals as any other business when it comes to delivering, execution, make sure you're bringing on the right people, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what are some projects that you're, uh, you mentioned Wabi, um, mm-hmm. and you said you like them because they present their project well and they have a good team. Um, so what uh, other projects uh, are you uh, looking forward to talking about on your show? And uh, tell me a little bit about how you decide which projects you're going to evaluate on your YouTube channel. Sure. And just to clarify, I haven't finished my review on Wabi. So um, I just saw that their marketing was good. And then I that's where I stopped. So we're it's we actually have to wait and see whether they actually have a good product. Um, so but I just want to focus on their marketing. Um, but I think a product that I've already that I've already reviewed that I think is really good is Civic. Um, I think they have a really solid team with a really good experience, uh, especially Vinny. I think um, a lot of people know who Vinny is in the crypto sphere. He's kind of has like the golden touch of crypto. You can see when you go to his website, they're um, you know they're presented pretty well. So I haven't invested yet. Um, I have not invested into Civic yet, but it's something I'm looking into. Uh, as for your and, question, uh, go ahead. Civic for everyone who's listening, they're a uh, a KYC platform that provides a number of services, uh, including KYC. Actually, as we're speaking, uh, a gentleman from Civic just sent me an email, uh, and oh, wow. uh, we're we're partnering with them. Actually, I thought I saw that. I thought I did see that you were you were partnering with Civic. Um, I thought I read that in one of your articles. Yeah, we are. Uh, partnering with Civic, they're holding some bounties on our platform. And uh, in addition to that, we're going to be incorporating their uh, KYC services to verify bounty hunters. Um, mm-hmm. And this is going to be an optional service so that bounty hunters um, who are on our platform registered can undergo optionally a KYC uh, process and um that will enable bounty hosts who are posting bounties to mm-hmm. uh, limit bounty submissions to only those which have been submitted by uh, bounty hunters who have undergone the uh, KYC process. So oh, this mm-hmm. is going to be helpful in a number of ways. So we talked about it a little bit in our blog post, uh, but we're working on that integration and it should be ready uh, pretty soon. 
Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's one of the things I like about um, Bounty personally is that a lot of, they have a you know Bounty actually has a working product um, that's people were actually using, and that's not something you see very often, especially for um, young projects. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of projects, they come into an ICO and they just ask them for money. They just have an idea. They don't have anything to, um, for us to work with, but you can actually go right now and perform Bounty. So that's you know one of the things that drove me to to Bounty Ox. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah. So I don't. Uh, before I cut you off, and we had this uh, side side uh, topic, you, you were saying that one of the projects that you're excited about is uh, Civic, um, and mm-hmm. uh, what? And I think then uh, we are going to talk about the criteria that you use and uh, what projects you're. Uh, we already talked about the criteria, but what projects mm-hmm. you're excited about and how you decide which to do a video about. Um, and, and when I am deciding what to do a video about, it's not necessarily products, um, projects that I'm excited about. I try to come in as objective as possible, try to come in without a bias. So I would say most of the coins that I reviewed, I'm not invested in and I don't plan on investing into them. In fact, I have a long list of my viewers. They simply tell me, Hey, can you review this coin? I say, sure. And I just pick from the list just so I can be as object- objective as possible. I don't plan on, you know, I don't plan on investing in 95% of these projects. It's just whatever my viewers ask of me. And I feel like bringing that objectivity to a review is something that's very rare in the crypto space. I feel like people, you know, when you get a review, they're like, oh, this is the reason why you should buy. And I've already bought this. So, you know, I feel like there's not a lot of people bringing objectivity and, and taking the emotion out of their investing. And so I'm trying to bring that to the table. Yeah. So you are being as uh, objective as possible when you're doing the reviews. And mm-hmm. um, you may, you likely, like you said, most of the time may not be involved or have received any funds from the company. And you're just simply deciding who to do a review on based solely on, um, you know, someone from the community sending you a message and saying, hey, take a look at them and, uh, you know, review them. And, and so how long does that process usually take? of doing research and uh, reading up about a company and then preparing the video? Um, around five, four to five hours on average. Um, a recent review I did took 11 hours simply because I have to learn, I had to learn about a whole different market and verify so much information, but around four to five hours is the average time to, you know, from start to finish to where I can actually put out the video. Um, and just to clarify, I haven't taken any money from anyone to do any of my reviews. I have invested in a few of them, but I've come to that decision on my own and I'm not in any way associated or sponsored by any of these coins. So um, do you think that um, the quality of the projects that you're seeing is improving? And do you think that there are some good projects out there? And uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the, uh, the projects that are, uh, being formed generally in, in terms of quantity uh, due to like the the growth in uh, in companies which are forming and then also their uh, their quality um, so uh, what are your thoughts on that um, the quality of the products i'm not I'm not sure that the quality of products coming out are improving because um, I, I I get different results from all over the place uh, like for example, Wabi is Wabi has been out for a long time and it has great marketing, marketing, but coins that are younger than Wabi don't. And so it's kind of scattered all over the place. And I think the reason behind that is there isn't one 
formula for you know creating and starting uh, a successful uh, um, cryptocurrency. So everyone's just kind of trying to run a business. So I haven't really noticed the improving quality. Maybe that will change over time as you know knowledge about the the space um, grows a little bit more um, refined. But no, uh, I, c- I couldn't speak on that. Well, not from my knowledge, at least. What have, uh, have you noticed? Have you noticed any anything? Same question back at you. Yeah, I have. I think that the the talent and attention and people who are deciding to participate in the uh, cryptocurrency space mm-hmm. um, is obviously increasing. Uh, so mm-hmm. There's way more uh, people who are joining the space. And that also sure. brings with it a lot more talented people who have a lot of skills, uh, development skills, business skills, mm-hmm. uh, investment skills. And whereas maybe eight or nine or 12 months ago or, or two years ago, they wouldn't have felt that it would be worth their time. Uh, mm-hmm. Nowadays, uh, they feel that it would be. So I think that brings probably uh, with it a, uh, a level of uh, sophistication. Uh, that is probably increasing, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, at the same time, there's also also a number of uh, a greater number of uh, individuals in general who are joining the space. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I I am you know very optimistic overall uh, in terms of the uh, the concept of uh, making blockchain and cryptocurrency ecosystem become mainstream and become uh, more widespread. And, you know, one thing I've found is that it's great when there are more companies in the space because uh, more companies in the space all help each other. And Mm -hmm. so a company who is solving uh, one problem in the space can then assist another company who's solving a different problem in the space. Yeah. So we, you know, we mentioned that with civic, um, you know, we're partnering them to use their KYC services and, um, you know, they're partnering with us and using our services. And so a lot of the companies in the space, uh, are only able to solve the problems that they're solving is because by way of the fact that they're building off of some of the same, uh, uh, you know, other companies in the space who are solving similar problems that are needed in order for them to, uh, you know, solve their own mm-hmm. problems. Yeah, no, that makes absolutely, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, as the market grows, you know, the amount of problems being solved are going to grow and that's going to be able to help everyone else. Um, see, I wasn't, I was I didn't even recently start going really in depth into reviewing until I mean maybe six eight months ago. So that's going to be a metric I'm going to have to pay attention to the timeline for these uh, projects, how many people, how much talent is brought on to cryptocurrency in general. Because over time, you would think that this should grow, and I'm actually optimistic as well, which is why I'm investing so much time and energy into reviewing it because I think there's a lot of good projects out there. Um, so I'm I'm right I'm right with you. I'm optimistic about you know the cryptocurrency in general as well. Uh, you know, and, and the other side of that coin is that there are a lot of projects that are now being formed, and as you said, a, a large percentage of businesses fail, and probably even a higher percentage of blockchain companies uh, will probably inevitably fail. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you think the uh, 
your thoughts are on the uh, companies in the space uh, navigating the uh, challenges associated with uh, finding the uh, investors or, or people who want to purchase their tokens, but then who may end up uh, becoming uh, disappointed when that vision that they are working towards is not uh, accomplished. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a that's the million dollar question. Right? Um, how is the cryptocurrency or how's the cryptocurrency community going to react when most of these companies inevitably fail? And that's actually kind of the problem. That's a huge problem I'm seeing. I'm not sure how it's going to affect the market. It's I, I suspect that once the first companies really start to go to zero, that's going to lead to the the first real bear market. It's going to be a good sign. Um, but it's going to create a lot of fear. And one kind of, you know, while I'm, while I'm on the, 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 the uh, on the internet and on the cryptocurrency um, website, subreddits, I'm getting this sense that most people are not behaving in the fashion uh, um, properly taken into consideration that most projects are going to fail. And so there's this mindset of, oh, I have the best thing. Oh, this product is the best. This product is the best. I don't find really any people that are really... Um, really preparing themselves for the eventual downturn of all of these coins. So it's, it's going to be a little bit of Armageddon, Armageddon eventually, in my opinion, but that's, I don't think that's for a few years at least. And so when, when you're looking through the subreddits and the various social media channels, what mm -hmm. are you, what is the sentiment nowadays uh, overall? And uh, what are your thoughts on, or what have you seen from people's uh, thoughts and uh, expression mm -hmm. in this, in this space? The sentiment, pretty much everyone thinks they've struck gold. That's that's the general sentiment. Every single person who has invested in cryptocurrency thinks they are investing in the next Microsoft. In the next Microsoft. No matter what the metrics, no matter um, the team, everyone thinks they have the, their team is the best team. Everyone thinks their product is the best project. Um, and so that's why I think it's very important for you know information to be spread out there that you know throws a little skepticism into the field, a little little bit higher criteria um, for determining what is and is not a good product. Because we really have to um, we would really have to behave as if the market is going to fail uh, for a lot of these coins, and the the community is not reflecting that at all. So the community is uh, very positive and possibly. <laughs> uh, in, uh, to the extent that they're not seeing things in an objective matter. So they are overly optimistic. Yes, I'd say I'd say optimism is good, but overly optimistic. I would say it's, it's kind of like the gold rush. You know, you had all these people coming uh, to mine gold and, and then it didn't produce. And then a lot of people, um, their lives were destroyed because they couldn't, they couldn't produce what they wanted to produce or, you know, they got trapped up in fool's, fool's gold. And uh, it's really going to, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt the crypto community, but I feel like um, we have room to recover. So it, it, we just have to wait and see, and see if we can help get people out of the mindset that everything they have is made of gold, and, and prepare them for the long term. Because that's what investing is about. It's about the long term. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what about the recent uh, market decline? Uh, so um, have. As uh, you know, we the market overall has entered a bear market phase, sure. uh, as I'm sure you noticed. And mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that uh, uh, phase of the market in terms of the the recent uh, uh, 
retracement from the highs back down to where we are now and uh, what your thoughts are generally on that? Well, I actually, um, I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't know when. Um, essentially, back, as I believe, like sometime around November, December, um, I took all my money out of crypto, pretty much uh, most, a lot of it out of crypto, not all of it, but a lot of it, because I'm like, there is a ton of people. I, I remember the specific day that, that I knew that this was going to go, go down was the over 9,000 posts on Reddit where someone was like, Bitcoin just to hit a thousand. And then a ton of people started coming into crypto. Um, and I actually get to talk to these people personally because I work at a bank and I take calls all day and I manage people's accounts and a ton, like the, the, the number of people calling about, you know, Coinbase and cryptocurrency and stuff like that just went through the roof. And talking to these people and listening to the community, I realized just how little the average person knew about cryptocurrency. Like this, it was like the little um, mini gold rush. Everyone was throwing their money in, trying to make big because they thought it was this is this is how you get a you know a million percent returns on your money. Not only that, so weak hands that didn't understand crypto were coming in by the the thousands were coming in, but also there was this was getting mainstream attention. So you know, big investment firms were coming in as well. I, I remember there was a particular something investment firm that really caused an alarm on me. So I knew the market was going to crash or go into a bear market. I just didn't know when. I predicted around April. Clearly, it was sooner than that. Um, so I wasn't surprised at all. And I was completely prepared when it happened. Yeah, there was a lot of new people joining and now maybe aren't so excited about it. So are you thinking that market is going to remain in this condition for a while or do you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, just a kind of ballpark position. I, I knew that the, uh, the market was going to bear dip simply because, um, of the new people. But I, now that the, now that the hype has cooled down, I really, I don't know. I, I literally can't tell you at all. I can't make any kind of prediction. Like when I make the prediction in the early December, that was kind of like the perfect storm of information. It was like, this can't go any other way but down. But now it's like, I don't know when the market is going to recover. Of course, I believe it's going to record. That's why I still have, that's why I still invest and put my paycheck in there, you know, part of there every month. But I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you a prediction at all. That's why, that is why I'm trying to put my money where I know I'm going to be getting dividends. So, you know, so, so coins that I know that I'm just going to get rewarded for just simply having the coin. That's where my current, that's where my current goals are. It, it accrue as many coins as possible that give me dividends. Mm. So how frequently do you release uh, videos and um, are you planning on releasing them more frequently or what is your plan for, uh, you know, going your subscribers and, and that and that sort of thing? Is that your goal or what are your what are your where do you plan on taking your channel? Yeah, my goal is to grow my subscribers um, and I released about maybe three videos a week uh, or three reviews a week, plus some other random videos on the side. I try not to um, put too much pressure on myself to to, um, to release content because um, it is, you know, it's, it's YouTube, but I, I enjoy it so much um, that I, I do stream a lot as well. So I do have a plan to grow my subscriber base. Um, as I mentioned, I, I don't know if I mentioned to you, but I did run um, a successful YouTube channel. Um, it had over 10,000 subscribers within a year. So I know how to grow a channel and I'm bringing all those skills over to my cryptocurrency channel. And it's really about just putting in the work. I have no doubt 
my channel is going to, you know, is, is going to grow. It's going to have growing pains, um, but I have no doubt it's going to grow. And I know exactly what I need to do to get there. Yeah, for people who are thinking about starting a YouTube channel, what advice would you have for them? Yeah, um, I would say the first thing you need to do is find something you're passionate about um, and then target a market. Target a market and de- start to develop your brand. Um, so if you're t- if you're passionate about scuba diving, you know, uh, find a market, figure out what people who like scuba diving like to see and then develop your brand around that market. And then slowly but surely expand outwards as you as you um, create content. And probably the most important thing is be just keep doing it. Don't don't give up. Just um, have a consistent schedule, have a consistent schedule or put out consistent content that people want to see. And if you know your market and you're enthusiastic about your market, the people will come. You just got to keep doing it. Yeah, that's great uh, advice. So um, I we've been doing uh, this is our eighth episode. And uh, so far, uh, you can. see a lot of improvements that have been taking place over the course of the episodes that we've been releasing. Uh, we just started uh, uh, our intro and outro and added some music onto it. So we hope everyone listening enjoys that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so where are you currently on YouTube? And do you do, uh, do you do like streaming, like live streaming when you record a video or what's your process like for, uh, you know, production and preparation? So we, we got into the, the reviewing process in terms of content. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you go through, you press record, um, record the video. And then what is, what is that process like from, you know, start to finish and, uh, how's that go? Um, I use, I do stream pretty much every review I do is streamed live. Uh, it's right now it's streamed on Twitch. Eventually I'm going to be streaming to YouTube as well, but I'm just sticking to one platform for various reasons. Um, so I press, you know, the stream, uh, I press record, um, or start the stream. And then in my Twitch channel, I simply go from Google, go to the, uh, crypto market, um, crypto market capitalization. So I know that I'm going to the right website. Find the coin I want to review and then go to the website and then I just start. And I stare at a screen for four or five hours just reading words until I have all the information. And then I on, on one screen I have the thing I'll the thing I'll be reading, and then on the other screen I'll have my Google document. And then as I'm reading through it out loud so I can retain the information, I put jot down the notes. And then after I've read through everything and thought, think I have a good grasp of the product and think I'm ready for my review. I'll close out all the things I was just looking at. I'll relieve my notes and then I'll start to to uh, put down my my rating system, uh, which is going to change, by the way. My rating system is evolving constantly. Um, and then I actually, you know, write down my review. And then once I finish writing down my review, that is when I end the stream. I, I make sure I do that one stream. I end the stream so you can see my entire process. And then I record my YouTube channel and I essentially just kind of like read through my notes and show you the website and show you and try to show you all relevant con- content while I'm reading through my notes. And that's my video. Mm. So you're live streaming the Twitch on Twitch for four or mm-hmm. five hours the entire time you're doing your research. And the entire time there's not a, there's pretty much not a second of research. I don't do that's live. I think, 
I think about 90, 95% of my research is done live. This simply because not only do I want to, you know, give someone a quick abbreviated version of my thoughts on a certain project, but also want to empower them to do their own due diligence as well. So I want to show that what that process looks like and show them, you know, because you there's a lot of there's a lot about that. Uh, on the internet where they say, do your own due diligence, but no one really tells you what that means or what that entails. I want to be able to show you what that looks like. So that's why I record every due diligence. So you can actually audit it and see for yourself and be like, yeah, I can do that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then, so you have the due diligence process. And then after that is completed, you go to the YouTube video, uh, hit record on that. And um, that lasts a couple hours approximately or less or more. How, how does that go? Well, once I um, have finished my stream, then I actually have all my notes and my entire review done in general on my paper. Then really it's just turning on record and recording me reading the paper <laughs> and um, and then clicking on the website and it's a relevant link. So I'm like, here's the road, roadmap. And then I click on the roadmap. Uh, click on the website, go to the roadmap and show you why I'm recording. So really the, the the recording of the YouTube video is the easiest part. That takes about, you know, 15, 10, 15 to 20 minutes. The hard part is doing all the research leading up to that recording and getting it, the, enough notes to actually make a video. So then the recording goes uh, and then you end it and then uh, post it online and and that's it, right? And anything else that you, is involved well, with that? Oh, well, yes, there's there's definitely more because um, every review I have, well, it, it involves that's that's where the interaction with the community comes from, because you aren't just posting it online and then, you know, letting it go out to the ether. People actually review your review. They actually look at your review and they, they say good job or they give you a bad job. And then mm-hmm. and then if someone says your things was great. Here's why you're like, oh, thank you. If someone says your thing was garbage, here's why. Then you have to respond to them. So it's a it's a constantly uh, shifting dynamic. Um, where that's actually part of running the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel isn't just recording a video and putting it out. It's interacting with the community who views your who views your opinion. So you're, you're kind of putting your entire self out there. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I, I would say that it's the recording, the research, the recording of the research process, the recording of the video, and then interacting with the community after putting out that video. Got it. Sounds good. Um. And then do you put do you do all the production? Uh, do you do any post production a- afterwards after you're done mm-hmm. recording the video? Um, I try not to. There's a little bit like if I repeat myself too much, I'll try to cut some of it. But recent, like while I'm building my channel, I'm trying to not edit too much. Like if I if I make a video and it's too long, maybe I'll just re-record the entire video uh, until I like it. I've only done that like maybe once or twice, um, but. From running my own YouTube channel, um, like way back then where that was very successful, got the 10,000 subscribers, I realized that I was just spending a lot of time editing a video. And that didn't necessarily mean that more people would watch the video or more people would enjoy the video. Um, and so I'm trying to build my brand upon just putting the content out there and interacting um, with the with the community. A lot of people, they do do a lot of post-production and that's and that's good for them. Um, but uh, I'm trying to hold off on that for now. Cool. So, what is the uh, what do you have planned for the future in terms of uh, you know projects that you're not necessarily planning to develop, but or, uh, not to review, but in terms of uh, you know what viewers of your channel can expect uh, 
for you know changes and improvements that you're going to make to you know you mentioned starting to uh, do YouTube streaming. Uh, mm-hmm. any, any other things like that that you have planned? Um, well, one huge thing is a revamp of my scoring system. That's uh, that's going to be coming out in the next few weeks. Um, I want my information. The, the thing about um, my scoring system and other people who do reviews is that a lot of reviews don't give you a lot of information out there. And so I want to kind of add a little bit more to the to the community than just, you know, reading a white paper and reading the website, because that's what a lot of reviews are. Hey, this is amazing. This is an amazing coin. Here's why you should buy it. I'm going to read the what the coin does. And that's the review. Um, but. You know, you can look at my rating system and you can because it's a grading. It's, a, it's on a grading scale and you, you the information could be blocked simply by you disagreeing with my rate, with the grade I gave it, even though we're looking at the same information that, and the information I gave you was good. So what I'm going to be doing in the future is revamping my rating system. Probably, I'm going to try to give out the information in a more uh, in, a, in, in a way that where you're getting the same information that I'm giving you now, but I'm not trying to tell you how to feel about it just giving you kind of a metric for you to do your own due diligence. So that's going to be a big project because I've already recorded so much information with my current rating system. So revamping that and try to make the information that I know is going to be the same hit and, and be more effective for you retain. That's going to be its own project in and of itself. Mm. Yeah. It's, it sounds like a, a good idea and uh, looking forward to seeing uh, how that uh, evolves also going forward. And constantly evolving. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, great. So, um, what else, uh, do we have to cover? Um, we're about 40 minutes into it. Um, do you have any other, uh, topics that, uh, you want to discuss or we should talk about? Um, well, I guess, um, I am talking to the, the CEO about OX. Can you talk about what you have planned, what you're excited about in terms of body OX? Oh, in terms of Bounty Zero X, well, um, lots of things. I mean, we have uh, a roadmap and uh, we have uh, a lot of features that we're in the process of adding to it. Um, so we're uh, making progress. Uh, we just did our weekly development update today. Uh, just published it like 20 minutes ago. Uh-huh. And it has a number of new features which we've added. Uh, we added uh, the ability to star uh, favorites, uh, which we've received uh, requests from our bounty hunters uh, about, uh, like a feature that they would like to see. So we incorporated that in this release. Uh, another feature that uh, bounty hunters have been asking about is the ability to sort um, the bounties listed on the platform by newest or hottest or by page views and, and that sort of thing. So uh-huh. we added that to this uh, release. Um, we also um, are uh, adding, and uh, I think this release uh, should be live now, or if not, it will be in the next day or two, is uh, comments um, so that bounty hunters can ask questions on the platform about a bounty that's posted if they are certain, if there are certain uh, components of the bounty description which they need clarification for in order to complete the bounty. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is going to enable the bounty hosts to interact with the bounty hunters and ask them questions and talk to them. Um, So that's a a nice feature that we're looking forward to. Um, So those are the top three things. I mean, um, you know, if you are listening and you want to know more about what was in this latest release, you can go ahead and check out the, uh, the weekly uh, development update, which 
we post every week and it contains all the features that we've uh, released for that week. Um, and we have so many features uh, in addition to that that we're in the process of uh, implementing. Um, you know, some of the, the bigger ones is the sheriff staking mechanism mm-hmm. and um, we're you know, making progress with that and the distribution of uh, payments uh, to uh, bounty hunters. Uh, we're also going to be um, streamlining the process of distributing uh, the tokens at the end of the bounty campaign to bounty hunters. Uh, and we're going to be releasing a transparency report for each uh, bounty campaign at the end of it so that uh, bounty hunters who have participated in it and want have questions about um, the project and uh, their uh, respective uh, uh, token earnings can uh, review the uh, transparency sheet in order to learn about um, how the tokens were distributed to all the bounty hunters. Uh, we also added like a, a rejection field so that bounty hunters will know why uh, their submissions were rejected. Uh, mm-hmm. Because uh, what we've seen is that a bounty hunter makes a submission, uh, we review it, it's rejected, and they don't know why. So uh, going forward, we uh, let uh, our reviewers uh, submit a comment uh, so that they can check that uh, and learn why. Yeah, no, that's that sounds like a lot of progress. I did have one question um, regarding Mounty. Um, now, right now, and I do see this as a as something a lot of people talk about. Bounty completion. And I actually uh, did browse pretty much all the bounties. It focused around you know coding or uh, advertisement something for social media or translation. What skill set should bounty hunters have? And right now, but also what? Can uh, bounty hunters, what skill sets should they expect to need in the future in order to com- complete bounties and maybe you know, make this as a, a side job for them? Yeah, so, um, you know, bounties are essentially just jobs that anyone can perform. And so uh, unlike most freelancing platforms or any jobs, job, uh, in, uh the uh, bounty hunter who's submitting the work uh, doesn't need to first uh, obtain approval. Uh, they can just submit it and then uh, earn uh, uh, rewards or tokens uh, as following the submission of the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a different model than uh, many uh, other uh, websites. And we feel that this model is uh, specifically um, a uh, uh, optimal model for certain types of jobs versus other types of jobs. So it's helpful for jobs where you want to receive many submissions. So thousands of submissions, for example, because Mm -hmm. if you were to use a model in uh, another model and you receive thousands of submissions, having to go through and review every submission uh, or hire every uh, individual um, on a case-by-case basis would take uh, a long time and be, be very time-consuming. So if you have sure. a job where you need, you know, thousands of people all just submitting work for it, you know, that is a, an optimal type of problem that we can solve. And, um, you know, going a little bit further in terms of the types of skills um, that the bounty hunters need to have now and the types of skills that they would need in the future, you know, we're you know constantly expanding the types of uh, you know, bounties that we can support. 
And we're also in the process of streamlining and refining the process of posting the bounties. And um, uh, that process of a, a bounty hunter seeing a bounty and then completing it, and then a bounty host knowing which bounties that they want to offer and how those <coughs> bounties will help them. Um, so, I mean, the types of bounties we have now are those, you know, uh, promotional bounties and uh, marketing bounties and advertising bounties. So let's say you're a, a company who wants to grow your business. You want to increase your, <coughs> increase your revenue and you want to grow your user base. And you want to uh, raise more awareness about your product and you don't know how to do it. Uh, well, uh, a one way to do that and uh, is through holding, you know, a number of bounties bounties on our platform. Um, so that's uh, one of the use cases uh, for, for businesses who want to really grow uh, their revenue and improve their business. Um, so then uh, they can do that through holding, you know, marketing and promotional type of tasks where they ask some of their bounty, uh, some of our users uh, to perform actions, um, which will, will help their business. Um, and then, so, I, the, you know, the cost benefit to that is usually higher than mm-hmm. in, uh, that of, you know, holding a traditional marketing campaign where you maybe um, will, you know, buy some ads online or, or um, you know, uh, any number of uh, other or advertising, advertising strategies to grow business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for that, you know, the bounty hunter skills are, you know, related to uh, being able to, you know, for each particular bounty, if it's an article bounty, the skills would be relating to writing well. Uh, if it's a content creation bounty, you know, something artistic, um, you know, translation bounty, you know, uh, being able to speak another language and translate a document uh, are the types of skills. Uh, you know, we have software development bounties where uh, the bounty hunters can um, uh, perform various coding tasks. And uh, for that would be, you know, um, you know, software development skills and, and bug bounty uh, identification skills. Um, so those are the types of skills. And, you know, I think we'll be able to in the future, like hone in on each of those a little bit further mm-hmm. um, and have like specialty uh, bounty hunters who are really good at certain types of tasks. And, you know, we're working with, uh, you know, third party sites to integrate, uh, you know, third party apps. So like a Twitch bounty app or like a YouTube bounty app. So it mm-hmm. makes it easier for bounty hosts to post, um, you know, bounties uh, integrating third-party apps into the bounty. So, like, let's say you have a YouTube channel and you want to increase your number of your YouTubers or uh, receive more reviews, you could have a bounty for people leaving you a review or have a bounty for people, um, you know, liking your posts or your video or making a video about your product. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have, like, a tighter integration for the bounty hunters to be able to take these actions more easily uh, through the platform. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're having like embeddable widgets so that like uh, bounty hunt, uh, bounty hosts and bounty hunters can, you know, perform the bounties directly in the host's website without having to go to our site to perform them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we have uh, quite a lot of features that we're in the process of uh, adding um, to, uh, you know, monetize and, uh, uh, we're going to have like some premium offerings also. So we have a free plan and we have premium plans. So yeah, we're excited about, uh, about everything we're working on. Thanks. Thank you for the detailed answer.
Um, any other topics you want to discuss? Uh, no, that's uh, about everything. Um, it's great uh, talking to you and uh, looking forward to seeing your channel uh, develop and grow in the space. And, uh, you know, we're, we'd be happy to have you back on the show again to check in and see how uh, things have changed and uh, things anytime you have new developments uh, you want to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me on, Angelo. And um, yeah, I'll uh, definitely keep keep up to date here. And, uh, I'll, and we should definitely do this again. Um, and if that's all, I hope you have a great one, though. Yeah, likewise. It was uh, great talking to you. And we'll definitely do it again. Uh, so thanks uh, again for uh, coming on the show. And there will be links in the description uh, of, the, of the podcast uh, where you can uh, follow James and his channel. And uh, yeah, and uh, thanks again for coming on. And we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye now. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bounty Zero X podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast below. Check out BountyZeroX.io, the number one bounty hunting platform where you can complete work and earn cryptocurrency. Please consult your professional financial investment and tax advisors before making any investment in initial coin offerings. Bounty Zero X does not provide investment or financial advice and does not endorse or recommend investment in any ICOs advertised on the Bounty Zero X podcast or website.